Hey guys, welcome to the Challenge Podcast. I'm Coach Steve. And I'm Coach Nick. And we're going to be talking about everything fitness, health, and the challenge. Let's get on with the show. What's up guys, Coach Steve here, and welcome back to another episode of the Challenge Weekly Show. Today we're joined with our co-host, Coach Nick. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm very well, thanks Coach Steve. How are you? I'm well. I'm well, Nick. But tell me, last weekend, how was INBA? Oh, it was nice. It was um, good. Yes, I um, had a great time. It was really good. <laughs> I saw some medals on social media. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, Well, because that's um, the only reason why we do these things, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, so I did well. Um, I got the gold medals that I suppose I was after. And um, life- So just humbly took our first place is what you're telling well, me. Um, it, you know, like it sounds really weird and maybe people are not going to be able to relate, but I so, I, I just really do it for the, the, the whole process of it all. Like I just love every day of just training and seeing myself get leaner and, and still seeing what weights I can push. And I, I like genuinely, it doesn't matter either way, but look, Hey, I, I have them in, I happen to have them in this bag. So um if there's a visual that you're going to use for the podcast or anything. These are the two medals that I picked up. They're huge. Like they are. The size and, of your um, face. And one of them, one of them dropped um because uh, it fell off its thing as I was walking down the stairs and um it nearly sliced my foot off. Oh gosh. Because <laughs> they're very they're dangerous things. But so that was really nice. Um it was good. Uh, um yeah it was really good. <laughs> I'm not very exciting, am I? Because once the thing is achieved, it sort of feels like you need to move on to the next thing, you know? So, no, Nick, you could you could bask in the, the glory for a minute. You know, big congratulations yeah. taking Thank out. Thank you. Two, two first place, is that right? Yes, two, yes yeah. that's correct. Um, in which categories again? This So this was, um, it's their new category, which is a wellness, uh, wellness, which is a hybrid between fitness and the wellness division that anyone, if anyone wants to look it up, it, it comes, it hails from Brazil. And it means that you've got massive quads and booty and all that sort of stuff. But um, I don't really have that. But for a natural athlete, I probably have enough that, um, you know, that that's rewarded at this stage. But there will be younger women that come up in the ranks that will have much more than me um, that will very soon overtake this old chook. So but what you're saying is that you won the first ever INBA wellness category. Um, oh no, look, I think that, I think they've had it before. No, no, they had it last, um, I was going to say last term, last, um, season, season, I was going right. to say last term. So no, I'm, I'm just, there's probably heaps of them now, heaps of people that have done that. So, so um, you're the first season B INBA champion is what you're telling me, Nick. Oh, um, look, there are others as well. And you're like, the first, first person to the win the wellness category for IMBA in season B. Um, yes, that is correct. Oh, well, uh, yeah, look, I, I think I did all right, but <laughs> don't, don't quote me on it because <laughs> the thing is like, I'm not going to the nationals or anything. I'm going to go to Queensland next week and do, um, Miss Fitness. So we'll see that that can be our next topic, but, um, I just, I cringe. I'm like, I'm like Keith who we work with, you know, like I just totally, oh, you know, like I like, I love bodybuilding and everything, but I don't even know if I like going on the stage. No, Nick, be, be a champion, be the champion that you All are. Right. You won, you won two divisions. The, the first ever INBA season B champion right here, right now. Thanks, Coach Steve. I really appreciate you being so kind as to feature me as a community highlight. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Nick, talk about the challenge. Yep. Exciting time in the challenge. Exciting times in the challenge. We have just wrapped up the public voting for the first ever July M challenge. Public voting is now closed. And this week, this week we'll be having our hosting our, having our, having our awards night. Mm -hmm. Having our awards night. The first ever M challenge awards night where we'll be celebrating our winners 
from the July challenge. That will be kicking off this Friday. It's this Friday, the 14th of October. It's going to be 7.30 Melbourne time. So Melbourne, Melbourne just did go through a daylight savings jump. So if you are in anywhere other than Melbourne, um, you might want to just double check what time that is, 7.30 p.m., p.m. Mm. night time, Melbourne time. So that's Australian Easter Daylight Savings Time, A-E-D-T. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to join in live, so check out live and you'll find out if you made it to the top 10 live with everybody else as we go through our awards night. It's a really fun night. We have a little slideshow presentation, just like we are in high school, haha. And we celebrate our winners. We announce our top three finals, of course, first place, second place, third place for male and female. Also our top tens for male and female. We celebrate our top 50. That will be announced this Wednesday, the 12th of October. So from about 2 p.m. onwards, you'll be able to find the link uh, post everywhere on social media. You got to click that link and view if you are in the top 50. Um, we also celebrate our community award winners. So those who celebrate and uh, encourage our community members. And we also celebrate the people's champion, those who receive the most amount of votes that are outside of the top 10. So we just like to spread out our awards. So those who receive the most votes who did not get in the top 10 mm. will, will receive the uh, people's choice award, the people's champion award. Okay, so lots of awards coming out on the awards night, name matching of the awards. Nick, it's exciting night. Oh, exciting. Oh, yeah, it feels like ages since we've last done one of these. So um, I've got to figure out what I'm going to wear. Yeah, yeah. I might have to bring out the, the shirt, shirt and tie. It'll be good. Yep. Shirt and tie and, and then just normal gym shorts on the bottom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But is it business up top, party down the bottom? Yeah, because I reckon I'll wear my pajama pants. I reckon I've evolved from wearing like full gown all the way to like pajama pants on the bottom and like a nice sequin top on the top. Because <laughs> then we can just go straight from, um, you know, the awards night to the lounge room. <laughs> it's an easy transition, the, the yeah, old easy. work from home lifestyle. So good. Yeah. Nick, next challenge. The next challenge, the October challenge, the M6, six-week mm. challenge kicks off on 24th of October and prep week starts next week, the 17th of October. So if wow. you have joined us for the October challenge, you signed up today or maybe yesterday, uh, you will be able to view your training plan, your nutrition plan from the 17th of October with the challenge officially starting on the 24th of October. The last day to sign up is the 25th of October. So if you are still sitting on the fence, the challenge begins on the 24th, last day, the 25th. Fifth. Okay, so that's starting very, 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 very soon. Nick, are you excited for six week challenge? Yeah, hop off the fence, people, and join. Hop off the fence. Um, I'm very excited because uh, there are some such exciting, um, you know, new features. Well, not necessarily new features, but improvements to the app that I think are just spot on and are going to make the user experience so good. So um, I'm excited to showcase those. Yeah, I think probably the biggest one is that we have been able to add our video uh, database to the M Challenge app. So every single exercise, well, almost every exercise, will have a demonstration video, either of myself or Coach Nick, uh, demonstrating the exercise. Um, also, you'll be able to view your training history from within a workout. So from the workout, you can just click the little uh, image of the workout. You'll see a little eye on that image now. You'll be able to click that. And you'll be able to pop up the training history, a nice little graph that charts your training history, you know, how much, uh, how many reps and how much load you used for each exercise. Um, and then the video and then a description of the video along with, you know, what the target muscle is and what uh, equipment is required for it. So lots of information now available from within the workout which is really, really cool. Um, so we're excited to be able to have that in time for the next challenge and you actually use it right now. So if you are still using the M Challenge app from the July challenge, you'll be able to use it uh, up until the end of this week uh, and you can access some of those features already. Yeah, very exciting. Yay. Nick, finally, we have an exciting announcement. Exciting announcement. We are giving away 10 $250 prize packs Nick, 10 $250 prize packs um, for Max and Maxine products. And what, what it's gonna be is we are going to randomly select 10 people who have signed up to the M6 challenge, the October challenge, the M6 challenge. If you have signed up before Tuesday, the 18th, so that's the, the day after prep week begins. So if you signed up before that date, you'll be eligible for this prize. I'm gonna randomly pick out 10 people with the value of 250 bucks. What you'll get in that is a subs pack. So part of the $250 is 
you can select which supplement pack you want. A few goodies in there, a few bars and cookies in there, and also a merchandise pack. So you've got to get an M Challenge hoodie. So if you are sitting on the fence, you're still unsure, sign up today so that you can get uh, be in the running for the the $250 prize pack. There's 10 of them to give away. Uh, Nick, it's gonna be really cool, really exciting, and I think I might be yeah, might uh. I'm not, I wouldn't say steal one of those prize packs for myself, but I might replicate one of those prize packs from the, the back end and, and, and take it home with me. Oh, absolutely. And what a great way to start your challenge with all the, all the things that, that make it extra. That's right. Yeah, like if you are unsure about, you know, how to kind of start the challenge, like this is the, the perfect starting point. So you'll be able to get all the supplements that you would need for an amazing transformation, plus a few merchandise along the way. Um, and, you know, the sign-up fee, less than 100 bucks, you know, $9 for anyone who is brand new to the challenge. Um, a little bit cheaper if you use the the promotion code, which is the, uh, what is it, MVIP10. Uh, mm -hmm. And you can get 10% off, so it's $80. So imagine signing up brand new, $80, and you get $250 of a prize pack. Gosh, such value for money. Plus, you get a six-week challenge and get to go in the running for uh, our amazing prize pool of prizes. So uh, lots and lots of giveaways for this M6 in October. That's exciting. I love it. Very good. Nick. Let's move on to our next segment here. We have our community highlights. You know, but first, you know, we've highlighted yourself, Nick, kicking yes. goals in the bodybuilding world, our IMBA, Season B, Grand Champion, first, oh, first ever wellness champion for IMBA Season B, Miss Humble right here. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and oh we God. also we also can celebrate all of those who um, are being uh, really active within our um, online communities, particularly in our Facebook social hub, who are um, posting their transformations and supporting each other. So I do want to take a moment to celebrate those individuals who are online. But Nick, take us away. Who would you like to highlight this week in the community highlights? Okay, so I've just realized how long this one is. So um, I might condense it a bit, but um, AJ Dean. So AJ says, hi, fit fam, some amazing transformations starting to appear on here. Congratulations to all who made it to the end and a thumbs up to all who started but didn't quite see it through to the end for whatever reason. Your time will come. A big thank you to the M Challenge and the coaches. I've learned so much through the advice on the forum and the podcast. And a thank you to all the regular posters on here. It's been great reading everything that, and you've helped keep me motivated throughout the 12 weeks. Some awesome people driving the motivation and commitment. I started at 93.8 kilos and finished this morning at 83.1. So that's really cool. I think that's amazing. Um, I would like to say congratulations. I would like to also say thank you so much for um, engaging with our material. You know, we are available to you through now, this is podcast 86, isn't it? So 86, that's, yeah. That's like 80, it'll be soon 86 hours of um, us talking about stuff that we, we are very passionate about. So, um, you know, very, there's lots of resources. And I really appreciate you taking the time to connect with those. So, very, very good. Good on you, AJ. Yeah, that's huge, AJ. That's what, 12 and a half kilos down. So, you know, 93 kilo starting point. What is it, 13, 14%? Body weight loss. It's huge, AJ. Big congratulations. Uh, and keep it up. You know, this yeah. is just part of your fitness journey and we're excited to see what you could do in the future. That's right. And I just feel like it's really, um, really fantastic to hear that sort of thing. All right. So we've got Tanya, Tanya Saunders. Here goes nothing. I love those intros because I love a bit of drama. We love a bit of drama, don't we? So <laughs> here goes nothing. Stepping out of the shadows to share my first M Challenge results. Um, it does feel like that when you first put something up on social media. Um, you, you think, oh, I'm out of the shadows. So that's really good. I enjoy looking at all the posts on this page daily. I love the app and found the program so easy to follow. I like the weekly podcasts and the accessibility of the coaches and the community feel on this fake Facebook page. I was mentored by Annette Aston. I did the M plus program and completed every workout, did a minimum of 10,000 steps per day and followed the rapid weight loss, sticking to it 100%. I'm addicted to the Maxine's burn bars. I can, I feel you on that. I feel you. That is, they are addictive. I don't know like what's in them, but I, I do actually, that's not true, but they, they are addictive. Um, I'm keen to keep going and I want, I wanted to tone and shape my body further and continue to learn and be a part of this community. So she wants to reveal the muscle. I'm proud of everyone here. 
who's putting in the hard yards. I, I, I have to do a shout out to my husband who is so supportive and patient taking photos every week. That's so sweet. Oh my gosh. We, we have to tell Shane to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my 7.2 weight kilo weight loss and feeling great. Um, yeah. She's got an Insta husband. <laughs> my one's, my one's so not interested. <laughs> Yeah, I think Shane's too busy closing your laptop from your work, hey, Nick? I know. That was terrible. Yeah, uploading the videos, but that doesn't seem to matter because he borrows it because it's a great laptop. And um, Shane's very naughty, but luckily with our admin panel, that doesn't really matter so much because as long as you press save as you're going, you're okay. Oh, Shane, you've got to be an Insta husband, my friend. I know. I know. Tanya, big congratulations. It's a, it's a huge weight loss. Uh, and, you know, I hope that this is just uh, one stepping stone in your fitness journey and you, you, you keep on going and you re use the resources that are around you, such as your husband, who is so supportive of you uh, and, you know, showing your gratitude towards him in any way that you need to. Yes, your husband, as we say um, in my house, because the bunnies are married. So um, <laughs> husband, husband, <laughs> <and bun> wife. <laughs> oh, very nice. All right. Next one. Next up, we have got Jackie Deakin. So Jackie um, is one of our, she came runner up. Um, I, I'd say it was a few, one of the six week challenges, perhaps, but um, feels like ages ago, but it probably wasn't. But um, J Jackie's done amazing. So she just said, wow, loving all the incredible transformations coming through. Well done to you all. She's very encouraging of everybody. And um, it's just really good. I've, I've done a podcast with her before. So anyway. I hope you can all be proud and grateful of your body and what it has achieved. If you're not where you want to be yet, that's okay. There's no end date to good health and becoming a better version of you. Every day is an opportunity to keep working on it. So don't let all that hard work go to waste. Keep hustling. I think this was my eighth consecutive challenge. I've comp completed every challenge since May 2020. This one had its interruptions with two surgeries in two weeks and a workload from hell. But lucky for me, the gym is my outlet and the non-negotiable every day. No huge transformation this time, but as always, I've loved the process. So I can totally relate to that bit. Um, the process and the the gym being the outlet, I, I relate. Mm. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that it's an eighth consecutive challenge since May 2020. Mm. Ah, that's crazy. Yeah. Do you know what else like I could relate to with that is, you know, with, with the bodybuilding thing, I've been at this since 2019. I know we had a bit of an inter interruption, but um, if I'd have just given up the first time, there's no, I would never know that I could have gone okay, you know. So that's the other thing, like it doesn't matter where you're at or what your goals are. I think it's really important to keep going if you feel passionately about something or if you think you might stand a chance at something because you never know, you know, so that's really good. Yeah, no, so good. So good. Nick, I've got a couple I'd like to highlight. The first one goes out to Christy Carey and Christy writes, my first M challenge completed. While this is only the start of my, my journey for me, um, I am so happy with how far I've come. Well done to everyone who completed and achieved the results they aimed for. Me, I'll be aiming higher in the next stage of my journey. A huge congratulations to my husband, Matthew Carey, on his amazing results. Thank you for supporting me and pushing me when you were struggling also. I like this. I like That's this. Really nice. Christy. Yeah. Um, nice. But before I make any comments about it, the next person I like to highlight is Matthew Carey. Ah, oh, there you go. I Mrs. see what you did there. Mrs. and Mr. Carey and Matthew writes, 12-week M challenge completed. Thank you to the challenges. Kicked, kickstart my fitness journey. This is the only start for me. The next phase is working on the definition and abs. Not easy at 45, he writes. Also, a huge well done to my wife, Christy Carey, in her first challenge and the amazing results she achieved. And both of them, both Matthew and Christy, sign off with little little kiss emoji, which is cute. So husband and wife duo there I'd like to highlight. And I like that a couple, a married couple can support each other as they go through this journey. And they may find that they start to uh, develop their relationship into different areas where maybe previously what they found uh, exciting or as entertainment was maybe to go out to a restaurant or to sit mm -hmm. and watch Netflix or to, you know, just hang out or do less 
fitness-based activities, but then now maybe they've bonded over a new thing like going to the gym together or meal prepping together, and they might have created a new dimension to their relationship, which is really beautiful to see. So congratulations to Christy and Matthew. I love that. I really love it. I think that's really beautiful. And um, I think it's, a, it's you know, something that can really be cherished. And it's also really, really good um, for your relationship health, but also your overall health as a human. So I love it. Fantastic. Good. So good. The last person here I'd like to highlight is Juliet Pongas. Juliet mm-hmm. Pongas and Juliet writes, 84 days of 10K plus steps. 48 workouts, seven kilos down. Love doing the challenge. Can't wait for the next M6 challenge. Nick, short, it's sweet, but it's great. I like the summary. Yeah, that speaks to you so much because that's how you like to sum up each challenge as well. So I reckon you copy her. No, I like it. I like it. And it just, it just summarizes that, you know, over 84 days doing four workouts a week over 12 weeks, that's 48 workouts, over 10,000 steps mm. per day. So you would have completed uh, over, what is it, 840,000 steps on average, roughly. You know, that's your, your total sum. Uh, awesome. I love the data, I love statistics, and Juliet, keep it up. That's great. Really good. Love it. Love it. Love it. And um, it's good when you look at it like that, because you, you then you can also think about, you know, if you start to miss one or two of them, you know, it, it can add up, it, you know, every single little bit adds up like a little, like a brick in a wall. So that's what you've got to think of. If you ever feel like just giving up, you go, I've got to just put another brick in today and another one. And eventually I'll get that wall. Yeah. I like it. You know, like it's, 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 it's like one step at a time, the type of idea. Yeah. And then also on the flip side is if you miss a day for whatever reason, uh, you know, on the bigger picture. It's only look, one brick and you can right? you can add the, the next brick the next day. So That's right. You've still got your wall being constructed, but, you know, you might just be a little bit behind, but you're still, you're still there. So if you looked at it like, oh, I did 46 workouts instead of 48 workouts, that's still 46 awesome workouts. Great. Even though you missed two workouts, no dramas, right? 46 is better than, you know, 45 or 44 or, or, or zero. So uh, that, that that's awesome to think about it in the bigger picture. And sometimes I, I invite people to look at it from a macro perspective, not macronutrients, but macro, you know, view out, take, take a step back at it all and be like, all right, well, you missed, missed a day here or missed a day there, or maybe you didn't get 10,000 steps there, or you missed a workout, or maybe you, you ate a little bit more that particular day. But let's, let's zoom out. Let's look at the bigger picture. Like what on average is it like, you know, on average, are you averaging 9,000 steps a day. That, that, that's awesome, right? Even though you, you missed a few days, some days were lower, some days were higher, but on average, that's great. You know, what's your average caloric intake? What's your average workout? What's your average weight? Like, you know, what are the averages like? And that's better information than a snapshot in time. Very true, very true. Nick, let's move on to our next segment here. We have the Coach's Corner where we offer our tip for the week. So Nick, take us away. What advice do you have for us? All right. So um, quite a few people that are interested in the way that the mind works will probably like this one a little bit. So it's about um, ingrained thought patterns that might have come to us through childhood experiences, things that um, we experienced in our formative years. Um, but these ingrained thought, thought thought patterns, there are positive ones and negative ones, but the negative ones can actually hold us back and we're not even sure um, necessarily why or we don't really know necessarily that we're doing it and we, it might be something habitual when we reach a certain level that we just fall into. So I just want to talk to you a little bit about that. So from childhood, these patterns can be, um, you know, thought of um, in things such as, and this is a really good one in terms of around food, the one I'm sure that, you know, most kids were told this in my era, in my era, I need to finish everything on my plate. So that kind of sometimes leads to eating even when we're full because we have been taught to clean our plates completely. And um, it's a very interesting one to think of because if you sometimes eat past when you're actually full, uh, 
it might be because you, you were taught that as a child. So just have a think about that because sometimes you might overconsume and it's not necessarily even something that you that you consciously understand. You just always think you have to leave a clean plate. Um, yeah. Another one. If I was just to jump in there, that was that was me. Yeah, was it? I, yeah. yeah uh, we used to get the belts if we didn't finish our, there our you plates. Go. Yeah. So, so that led to a lot of uh, teenage weight issues between yes. me and my, my siblings. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Because um, it's just something that that we kind of have been well we were taught I don't know if if that's changing now I mean I, I know that with with my kids I I tend to just say to them that's okay once you're finished you're finished I do say to them please respect that I've cooked this meal and just give it a crack <laughs> but yeah that kind of thing but I would never say to them you need to finish everything so that that's good that we're kind of breaking that um and the other one is from childhood if you were and you, you often hear um, there's a couple of different fitness professionals that will say that they came from this kind of milieu, let's just say, which is being the fat kid at school. So I know that um, Mark Otobre is one of them, um, but if you want to look up his stuff, but that's kind of something that has driven this person to then help others to possibly never feel, and I think Craig Harper also maybe, never feel the way that they felt when they were at school and that is great but the, the thing is that can lead to when you're older and I was like definitely not active at school and definitely ate a lot of crap and definitely didn't move much I did a lot more kind of other stuff um but I still in the back of my head sometimes think oh yeah I'm just that fat kid that that doesn't know what they're doing so like that's me that 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 actually did all right the other day at, at like an actual show where you you are judged on your literal 100% abs, you know. <laughs> so it, it's there's a disconnect there. So if, if I'm feeling that, then there'd be so many people that feel that. So that therefore, how are you going to be able to improve? You can take a few steps, but if that thing inside of you is trying to hold you back, it's quite crazy how you might get a certain amount, you might get through a certain amount of weeks of the challenge, but then you get dragged back by those thought patterns. Um, and then uh, one that can develop when you become a parent is um, taking time for myself is selfish. So that's one that, that can develop for, I don't think it's a male, female thing these days. I think it, it's all of us because we feel that pressure that we, we feel worried about um, leaving our partner with the kids. We feel worried about um, doing stuff of them. We feel worried about not doing stuff. So that's something else that um, you need to examine for yourself and think of some ways, which I will suggest, by the way, as I continue on, ways to tackle this. From adulthood, another one um, that I reckon is a big one is that's too expensive. So you go to yourself, I'm not going to buy a challenge or I'm not going to buy the supplements or it's too expensive. I can't justify it. That sort of a thing. Um, I'm not going to buy myself new gym clothes. It's too expensive. So um, investing in yourself, perhaps even investing in a coach here and there that, that could help you do your technique, you know, have a look at what your technique's doing, um, you know, investing in some things around fitness, perhaps some weights to do from home. And also another one, which is a big one. And I think I've suffered from this, like, even though, I mean, it's a bit weird because I'm sitting here with like the reddest hair you've ever seen in your life, um, but don't stand out, blend in. So there's this big contradiction where it's like, I, when I stand out, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to, even though I'm, you know, like literally on the marketing material for, for, the, for our brand and all that sort of stuff. But I've got this thing of also just make sure that you don't, do too much that's out of the ordinary because you'll get too much attention. So um, that's another one. And in your friendship group, that could be something that 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 happens to you or, um, you know, just in your environment. And you know how you always talk about the environment shaping you for the challenge. So just be aware of those different things and ask yourself, are those voices in your head sort of holding you back a little bit? So um, the ways to fix this, because I, that sounds all a bit scary because it's like, okay, yes, I can relate to all those. How do you fix it? So I've just got some suggestions, which is firstly, always, I reckon it's really important to be aware that these things are happening. So when I have these patterns now saying I, I'm not worth it or, you know, I'm the fat kid, I need to be aware. And I just go, okay, you're having that feeling at the moment. 
and um, go, okay, so I'm not going to let that particular feeling overtake everything or I, I'm supposed to finish everything on my plate. So sometimes I'll subconsciously just do that and other times I'll go, wait a minute, am I full? Let me have a drink of water. Let me see. Oh, wait, I'm actually full. So just be conscious mindfulness um address the inner critic so that's another one where you can go and this is a really good technique you can go you're here in a critic you can come with me on the ride but you're not going to drive the bus you know so it's like they can travel in the bus with you because i think people saying just get rid of that inner critic i reckon that's bullshit because it's too hard i i just i just can't fathom how you can just get rid of it so it's a part of you but just say to that inner critic you can you can't have all the airtime. Um, the next one is know your triggers. So um, that that works quite well um, in terms of even you know with with the food things like that. So if 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 you think oh yes that triggers me to 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 leave some food, maybe serve yourself a smaller portion. See how it goes. Tell yourself I can always eat more. Um, you know try not to necessarily be around those people that, that might put you down and if you're feeling a little bit vulnerable sometimes or don't put yourself into situations where you still feel a bit vulnerable, that, that's another one. And, um, uh, yeah, writing it down can be quite good. So journaling, we've got that little journal feature in our um, app. And the other one is change your environment. That's that's the massive one. So it's not always you. There's a saying that says, how do, how do you know if you are suffering de from depression or surrounded by assholes? So um, which one is it? Um, I've sworn twice, but which one is it? And that's the, you can't always blame yourself. You need to look at your environment around you. And for change that's as big as body transformation, you have to go within it. It, it has to, you have to start from changing your insides. And to do that, you actually need a supportive environment or you need to at least have an environment that isn't actively trying to hack at you. So there, that's my little talk for the day. That's my TED talk. Thank you for coming. Nick, I love it. I love it. Uh, a little bit outside of our, our pay grade, going into some, some deep, deep ideas. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only comment I would make is that if you feel that um, you are uh, uh, suffering, is that the right word, Nick? If you're suffering or, or experiencing some of these thought patterns, I think Nick highlighted a great strategy to start with, observing it first and, you know, slowly making changes such as writing things down, journaling, that type mm -hmm. of thing. Um, however, if some of these are persistent, you may need to uh, go seek professional help above of people like coach nick or myself or, oh, or yeah. any other um you know person that could be masquerading as a psychologist that that seems to be a, a growing group of people um but very very deep and um interesting ideas nick thanks for sharing that yeah absolutely yeah uh, that is very important to say like if it's something that that is beyond just trying to get better at fitness then um, yeah, definitely, definitely go see someone. I'm not a qualified psychologist in any way, shape or form. So um, please take this with a, with just a little bit of sort of coach advice. Um, but yeah, go see someone who's far more equipped than me. Perfect, Nick. So good. Nick, I would like to offer some advice, offer some advice on when to use a bar pad. Mm, I when I'd like to know when you think you should. <laughs> <laughs> when to use a bar oh, pad. Hip thrusts. No, okay. Hip sorry, I don't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> Firstly, Nick, do you do you own your own own your own bar pad? No. No. I do not. Um, if I do hip thrust, which would be the only time that I would use one. That's just me. Um, I will I will use like towels or I will use um I've used like a gym mat or anything that's sort of around that that's got that kind of thing. How about you? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't. I don't own one. Um, I haven't. I haven't uh, used one in, in in quite some time. Um, but I like to talk about it uh, yeah. because of an observation I made over the past week, mm -hmm. uh, and a, a broad observation I see from challengers, gym goers, and people online, where um, some individuals are still anxious to have the bar, referring to a barbell, a barbell up against their body and want to have something between the bar and their body, okay? And that could be a bar pad, which we're gonna talk about today. It could be a, um, a rolled up gym mat, 
there's something squishy, a towel some people use, and then others would try to find other bits of material to put between their body and the barbell. For example, like gloves or um, you know some little grippy pads, or some people use sponges even in between their hands and such, right? Uh, but let's talk about why you would use a bar pad and then when you should use a bar pad, okay? So bar pad, I'm gonna be referring primarily to the pool noodle type bit of equipment that you see floating around in some gyms and became quite popular as the hip thrust became popular from Brett Contreras, um, the barbell hip thrust pad, right? Became a thing, this uh, pool noodle type thing that can wrap around the barbell, okay? Uh, so what does it do? Of course, it, it helps to protect the uh, force, you know, gravity force of the barbell against parts of your body. So depending on where you put the barbell, let it be on your hips, um, or if you're resting parts of your body on the barbell or su such, uh, it can create just a, a little bit of cushioning. Okay. So when would you use it? The most popular use of it would be through a, a hip thrust movement. Okay. So of course, you know, you've got this barbell on the bony parts of your hips, and that could be very uncomfortable. So you'd use a, a bar pad for that. There are some, uh, um, <laughs> quote strong people out there that would just put the the barbell straight on the hips ah you gotta 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 feel you gotta get the, the, oh, the pain no gain right yeah yeah ouch is what do. i say yeah, yeah. Um, they're not lifting heavy enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i guess for me um you know i'd put a a bar pad in there but for me i don't i don't own a bar pad so i use just a um a gym mat i roll it up and yeah. i roll that over my my barbell uh, but i i'm not doing hip thrusts very often these days i haven't really done a hip thrust in a good gosh, like 12 months or so. Uh, but that's okay, because you can use the bar pad for other bar pad for other reasons. Okay, so the most common reason I use a bar pad is when I do a Bulgarian split squat, or a rear foot elevated split squat, I would have a barbell set up in a squat rack in a low setting, and I wrap my uh, just gym mat squishy gym mat around that. So then when I'm resting my foot on there, uh, I don't have like the bony parts of my feet resting on metal, which becomes uncomfortable and then ruins my exercise. <laughs> I am resting my foot on the little bit of squishy foam. So it makes, mm -hmm. it makes it more comfortable for me. So that's one common way that I use a bar pad or a rolled up mat. Another way I've used a bar pad is through like a Nordic, a Nordic curl. So you may load a barbell into a heavy uh, weight, so, you know, put a couple hundred kilos on that barbell fix it so maybe put a, a plate on either side of the barbell so it doesn't roll wrap the barbell with my gym mat or a, a bar pad and then when i have my kind of um back of my calves or achilles tendon kind of resting on that barbell i'm not kind of digging into the metal okay so that's one another way you can use a bar pad okay let's talk about the main reason why you would not use a bar pad okay so the uh main reason to not use a bar pad the exercise that you should not use a bar pad for and you should never use a bar pad for is a squat nick I, oh, a squat so the whole point of this coach's corner yes we're talking about when to use it but i want to specifically highlight when not to use a bar pad and you should not ever use a bar pad for a squat okay and that that is a barbell squat a smith machine squat Whenever you're resting the bar on your traps for a high bar squat or your rear delts for a low bar squat, uh, you need to have the bar resting on your body. You shouldn't have anything in between there. Okay, let's talk about why. Well, firstly, it changes where the load is placed in terms of the height. So when you have, um, you know, your traps is in your upper back and then you have the bar pad there, you know, there's a few centimeters of the bar pad, then the weight, the weight of the barbell is sitting higher than where it should be. So that changes and alters the way that you do the actual squat, right? Then it can um, change the, the uh, stability requirements of the squat. So when you are in the squishy elements, so when the bar is sitting on the squishy parts, uh, that's when it can start to move and act as like a shock absorption versus when it's rigid on your body, then you have complete control over that load. It's not, you know, you, your body, which is stable, and then something that's instable, the squishy mat or whatever, and then the barbell, because that's just adding extra coordination effects when your body needs to co-contract to stabilize you you lose motor recruitment mm. 
Okay. So let's say uh, myself, Coach Steve, you know, I've squatted 220 kilos on my back before. Um, and for there, you need a high amount of stability so that my motor units, my muscles, the actual go of my muscles say, all right, Steve, we need to go now. You need to squat. You need to get out of the hole. If my motor units are busy trying to be stabilizers, being like, all right, we need to make sure this is stable and that's stable and that's stable, they can't do their job to create force. So if you're squatting and you're struggling to squat any number, 20 kilos, 40 kilos, 50 kilos, and you've got the squishy mat, you may find that if you get rid of the squishy mat and have the barbell up against your body, you increase your stability so that you can create more performance. Okay. Mm. Now on the rebuttal, you'd say, well, Steve, it's just, it's just really uncomfortable when I have the barbell on my back. And that's when I go, well, okay, a few things. Firstly, that could be great feedback to say that the barbell is in the incorrect spot. Okay. You want to be resting the barbell on muscle tissue, not on bony tissue. So if you find that you're putting the barbell on your back and it's resting on like, um, you know, the spiny protuberance or part of your spine, right? You know, if you feel like the upper back and you feel that kind of bony point, if you find that the barbell is resting on there, that would be really uncomfortable. You push on that kind of bony point, it's kind of uncomfortable to push on it with your hands. Mm -hmm. So if that barbell is resting there, not a good spot for the barbell. So we want to try to modify where that barbell is being placed so that it's not on that bony spot. You may find that you then need to kind of contract your muscle a little bit. So if you can kind of contract your traps a little bit, you create a bit of a shelf and then that barbell can sit nicely on the shelf, which adds to the whole kind of process of the squat where we're trying to create tension across our whole body, which we should be doing whenever we're doing any exercise, creating tension across our whole body to keep ourselves stable. You may find that that action forces you to kind of contract your upper back, your traps, your rear delts, wherever you're putting the barbell, so you can find stability in the barbell, you have control in the barbell and you're resting it on the correct spot. So in summary, Nick, the barbell, the, uh, the bar pad can be helpful to stop the barbell from sitting on uncomfortable spots. Uh, the barbell could be used in a range of ways from you know a hip thrust or as something comfy to rest our foot when we're doing a split squat, but it should not be used during a barbell back squat and um part of it will be a learning curve of okay we we need a uh in the nicest way harden up a little bit get that barbell on our back find the comfortable spot for it because if you are consistently not comfortable finding the spot you're probably in the wrong spot where you're placing that barbell um so then you can be more stable so you can complete a safer squat and more effective squat and you can lift some heavy ass loads Absolutely. I 100% agree with you on that. Um, I can't imagine using it for squatting. It would just throw everything out for me. So um, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And you see it in videos, Nick. You see it in videos. Or if you are in the gym and you see someone put the the bar pad on the squat, have a little side eye and watch them as they unrack. So what, what I mean is you know, they'll go under the bar, they'll find their spot. And as they go to take the step back, the barbell is doing like a seesaw, right? Because the barbell is basically on like a BOSU ball. It's, just, it's not stable. So as they're unloading the, taking a step back from the barbell, uh, the, the squat rack, the barbell is doing a seesaw. And then they're basically tiring themselves out because their you know, midsection has to contract to stabilize this, this load on their back mm. while it's bouncing all over the place. And then when they go to squat, you know, the load's wobbling all over the place versus if you watch someone who didn't use a bar pad, it's stable, it's fixed, it's not going anywhere, right? Unless they're running with the barbell and it's shaking a little bit. But it's just stability, Nick. It's all that stability. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't trust heavy load with that thing on my back no, like that. No, not at all. Mm. Nick, let's go through our final segment here. We have our question and answer where we answer some questions from our community. So Nick, first question comes from Julia. And Julia writes, hi, everyone. Is anyone doing the six-week bikini challenge? Can someone tell me a bit more about about it and what's involved? It's been a few years since I've completed the Maxine's challenge and definitely think I need to come back. Nick, what advice do you have for Julia? I would say that sounds good. Come back. Um, I I think what's involved in it is is more of the same uh, that we, we do in the 12-week challenge. The reason is... I mean, I'd love to be able to tell you that it's all different, but it's the same formula 
it works really well. What we have are a variety of different workout links. And we've also got different options for you to complete your training either at home or at the gym. And um, I think also, you know, having the two new programs, the Dad Bod Destroyer and the Busy Mum program, that's something else that we've added to our um, little toolbox. But what's involved is basically consistency. Uh, you'll have to do steps. So that's something that you, you'd have to factor in. It's really important to you know, take stock of what you're eating and have a look at if that's serving your goals properly. People do ask often, um, what what can I buy in advance? And I think it's really important to know that that it's nothing fancy. It's, you know, lean sources of protein, it's um, veggies, it's fruits, it's all the good stuff like that, you know, rice, potatoes, just you might see it as basic foods, but it's also the reason that we keep it fairly simple is because we know that that works and, you know, you can measure it and what's measured is managed, but you can also certainly fit in whatever you like to eat as well. So um, what else is involved? I think accountability part of our community um, thing is that you can kind of share your journey and that might keep you accountable. And I think six weeks is a good chance for you to either choose muscle gain or something that's going to help you shed body fat for summer so what's involved is just more of all of that and you'll get to see if you enjoy it enough to commit to a 12-week one no i like it nick yeah it summarizes what the six-week challenge is uh the other things i'd say to julia is that uh the maxine's challenge is no more we are the m challenge the m challenge which is an amalgamation emerging emerging of the max and the maxine challenge into one so the uh, no more maxine's challenge is the m challenge uh m6 the six week challenge get excited get 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 around it Mm, absolutely very exciting Nick, next question here comes from Ashley and Ashley writes, hi, I am currently in the process of weaning my daughter off of breastfeeds and I only feed her um, at nighttime. I was wondering if it would still be okay to use the general protein shake as well as the sip and burn, but avoid night protein. Thanks in advance. Okay, let's talk about it. Uh, Ashley, so firstly, um, just to break down a uh, misconception, it sounds like you are breastfeeding in the evening and you are trying to avoid evening protein. Okay. So, um, in terms of physiology, that breast milk isn't made instantly, right? So if you were to consume something at, uh, in the evening, that food isn't instantly being passed on through breast milk. Um, it would be a combination of all the foods you ate throughout the day. Okay. So completely abstaining from like a nighttime protein doesn't mean that your uh, breast milk would be different. Okay. Um, so that's, a, that's the first thing that we need to say. Uh, next, our advice is around supplements with women who are either pregnant or breastfeeding is to avoid supplements with any thermogenic aids. Okay. So any uh, products that promote uh, thermogenesis um, or increasing our uh, energy expenditure. Now that could be things such as caffeine, which is often why you know doctors would say, oh, you know, you probably don't want to be having lots of caffeine because it makes us jittery. It increases our core temperature a little bit, increases our energy expenditure when most of that energy would be going towards baby when we're pregnant or through creation of breast milk if we are breastfeeding. Okay, so our advice to you, Ashley, or to any uh, mum out there who is breastfeeding is to avoid any product with thermogenic aids in it. Now, the unfortunate thing is that all of the Maxine's burn products create uh, have thermogenic products, uh, products in them, okay? Meaning that Maxine's burn protein is a thermogenic aid. Maxine sip and burn is a thermogenic aid and Maxine's nighttime protein is a thermogenic aid. So all three of those products that you suggested in your post here are supplements that we recommend that you do not take if you are breastfeeding. Okay. So what could you have instead? Well, funnily enough, most of the Max's range is actually quite suitable for breastfeeding women. So what I would recommend is the Max's 100% whey, which is a whey protein isolate, which is just a hyper filtrated 
um, whey protein, which would be digested really well and would actually probably support the production of breast milk for yourself. Um, without diving too much into the research, there's some really cool stuff about supplementing creatine at both when you are pregnant and breastfeeding. Uh, so if you want to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole, I'd recommend you research that um, and seek advice from a, a medical professional about those types of, of supplements. I don't want to be saying take this, take that in this type of medium, Ashley, um, but I'm sure you can make those decisions yourself. Um, but the main takeaway is that you would probably want to be avoiding all three of those products if you are breastfeeding and it's less time-based than you may be thinking, meaning that if you were to take those products throughout the day and then you think, oh, I'm about to breastfeed my child, I'm going to avoid the protein shake that I have when I'm about to breastfeed, it might not work like that in physiology of making breast milk, Ashley. Mm, interesting. Nick, next question here comes from Donna. And mm. Donna writes, menopause question. How have all the ladies in perimenopause found the program? Weight loss results in particular. Uh, Nick, just broadly speaking, what advice do you have for Donna, who's in perimenopause, about our program, um, who is seeking weight loss goals? Well, Donna, um, I have to say, I've actually just gone, I don't even need to be bored. I've gone straight to the source because I figured not everybody's going to read this post. So I've just gone through um, some of the answers and the ones that I think are relevant and helpful, um, I'll just read a couple of them out because I, I agree with this. So um, somebody said, I'm 55, so I totally get it, just remain consistent. So consistency is really important. Um I do have to say that sometimes uh, one of the things is as we get older, we've got a little bit more freedom possibly from the kids, which like, you know, is nice. And um, we might have some more free time on our hands or more cash to enjoy our free time. So we may be eating out more often. We may be consuming more alcohol. We may be just a little moving a little bit less because maybe we don't have, um, you know, as many commitments where we have to sort of move around maybe even like kids sport even when you're driving people around but then you have to go to the oval for footy things like that whatever it is um you're sort of not doing that as much so consistency remembering movement um uh somebody said um the plan works but it's definitely much harder and requires a hundred percent compliance so the thing is um it doesn't necessarily require 100% compliance, but it requires awareness and um, awareness of what you might need to do to improve. So it does mean that you do need to look at your nutrition and you really probably, one of the hot tips I have to say is you probably can't get away with what you used to when you were younger, just in terms of uh, maybe like having, not that I did this at all whatsoever, like having 20 vodkas and and waking up the next day and and, um, you know, going to the gym and everything's fine, you lose 10 kilos. I'm just sort of exaggerating a little bit. And that is also just because um, you don't have the energy the next day to be able to move around as much as you, as you used to. It's just that that kind of a thing. That's why, you know, you, you might sit back and chill out and maybe have a, a morning after drink or something. So you need to really look at what's going on um, with your movement and somebody else said, and this is my favorite one, um, you know, make sure that your protein intake is good and that you are lifting weights. So weights is where it's at. So um, with, with anything to do with perimenopause, menopause, it's really important to prioritize weight training. So that's for bone density, um, overall health, and also just to create that muscle mass, which is going to give you that shape and it's going to, you know, raise your, well, you know, minimally, but raise your metabolism and help counteract all the effects of aging. And um, it's a brilliant thing. Like I am 43 and um, I, I feel on top of the world and I had to really watch in this prep. I had to really, really keep an eye on everything. Not everything was as it used to be, but that was just I observed it and then I did what was necessary and I think that that's important you don't want to become it you can just observe what's going on for you at your age and then um, navigate that and please also once again seek professional help go see a doctor as well because um, there's certain things that you might need professional advice beyond what I have to say about that 
No, I like that, Nick. And uh, yeah, I do want to offer a, a quick super summary of what could be happening in the aging process. Because I think sometimes, you know, we're quick to label ourselves, maybe not me in particular, but, you know, there's women out there that are very quick to go, oh, I'm perimenopausal, I'm menopausal. And that's like a, a, like a label that, they, that they're proud to wear or feel like it's a, a category or maybe like a diagnosis or like a problem, okay, where it could just be a normal part of aging. Now, when we do age, we go through a process of sarcopenia where we start to lose muscle mass and that happens in guys girls it's inevitable we start losing muscle mass now as we lose muscle mass we start to lose some bone mineral density as you said nick particularly in women as we age you know osteoporosis becomes a significant issue again those who may be um in menopause may be at a higher risk of osteoporosis developing when we start losing bone mineral density we lose muscle mass even quicker. So when we lose muscle mass, that's how we drastically decrease our energy expenditure. So when we decrease our energy expenditure, that means that we require less energy throughout the day just to maintain our day-to-day -day life. So this is when we face problems for those who are in older age, guys and girls, where we start to decrease our muscle mass, we decrease our energy expenditure. So then we have to further decrease our energy intake to see any significant weight loss. Mm -hmm. Then when we do see any weight loss, uh, it can be small and it may not be the weight that we're trying to lose where you start to get a, an appearance of kind of quote skinny fat where we don't develop this physique or this tone or this shape that we're striving for. We just go through weight loss. So Nick, you, never, you hit the nail right in the head where weight loss, uh, sorry, uh, uh, resistance training, lifting weights, um, you know, building muscle is the big goal, especially as we age. And you'll find that that is the fountain of youth where we stay young, where we build muscle. So if you are in the uh, an older demographic in, in the nicest way, um, where you, uh, you know, labeling yourself as perimenopausal or menopausal, or even just say like, oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting old, that is at a, at a, much higher priority to do resistance training, to build muscle, to build strength. And especially if you came from a generation who prioritized things like aerobics or cardio, or, you know, you know, uh, those types of weight loss endeavors where maybe in your time, lifting weights wasn't as a high priority as it is right now. Um, so again, this is my plea to anybody who is labeling themselves as old is to lift weights, build muscle, do resistance training. If you're not sure how, join the challenge. We guide you through it. Uh, get strong. Solves all our problems, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It solves so many problems. Nick, final question here comes from Beck. Beck writes, hi, guys. I work away as FIFO, fly in, fly out, and fly out to site next week. This next challenge starts on the 24th of October when I'm up on site and I would like to have everything up there to be able to hit the ground running. So is it possible you could let me know what supplements, food I would need to purchase prior to leaving for work? I would appreciate this as I would just like to be prepared and not, and not always on site camps do they have everything required for quality training nutrition. Thanks. Beck. All right, Beck, let's talk about it. Okay. So firstly, uh, you will have access to your training and nutrition plans from the 17th of October. So prep week. So uh, maybe that coincides with uh, when you're flying out, you can see your plans before you go. Let's talk about what might be on your nutrition plan. So as Nick alluded to uh, in a couple of questions ago, our nutrition plans um, aren't anything that is extremely revolutionary or outside the box. Our nutrition plans have foods that you can purchase from any supermarket uh, or anywhere where you will find on our nutrition plans. First, lean sources of protein. So things like beef, chicken, fish, plant sources of proteins like tofus and legumes. Um, then you'll find servings of energy like rice, pasta, bread, you know, foods that you're probably consuming already. And you'll find a range of fruits and vegetables, all of which where uh, no fruits and vegetables is off the table. You can eat generally whatever you like. Um, our framework for nutrition is around energy balance. So you can uh, consume almost any food that you wish as long as it's within a calorie allowance. 
in our nutrition plan, you can easily add, remove, or swap foods. So if you don't like to eat beef and you only have uh, chicken in your fridge or chicken available to you, you can just swap out that food quite easily using a little feature to swap it out. If there is a food that you like to consume that is not on the food database, we have about 400, close to 500 different food items on there already. Um, you can email us support at mchallenge.com.au and we will be able to add that to our food database quite quickly. Um, so again, you can just let us know what food you'd like to, us to add, you could add it on there. But most of our meal plans follow, again, lean sources of protein, uh, quality sources of energy and fruits and vegetables, all foods that you are probably eating already. It would be all about portion control. In yeah. terms of yeah, in terms of supplements, you will be you'll find on our nutrition plan will be sources of protein powders. So you'll find Maxine's Burn protein powders. You'll find a nighttime powder and a Maxine's nighttime protein, and you'll find uh, protein snacks. So you'll find things like Maxine's Burn cookies and Maxine Burn bars. That's for the girls and for the guys. You'll find similar, but in the Max's range. All those products you can swap out for whole foods and you can abstain. So you can remove those products. Um, you just need to make up those calories from other foods. So the main takeaway is that our nutrition plans are highly customizable. You can modify them as much as you need to so that it fits within the foods that you consume and probably the foods that you consume normally just with a bit of portion control. Perfect. Yep. Nothing interesting yet very interesting. Ooh, I like that. I know. Why am I so deep today? <laughs> Nick, let's wrap it up there for episode number 86 of the Challenge Weekly Show. If you like this episode, let us know. And we'll catch you next week for episode number 87. Woohoo! We're getting closer to 100. Woo! Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like the show, share it with a friend. Or leave us a review on iTunes to spread the good word. See you next time.